What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. I am your host, Stephen City P. Watson. As always, back online, my partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, never needed an a.k.a. And together that will make us... Goddamn brothers. And yes, we are here. It is Thursday, October 15th. Yes, yes. 2020. We are in the middle of fall in Chicago. It is getting kind of cold. And it looks like it, too. When you go outside, you see the, the red feel. and the yellow and the autumn. And it feel, and you, you can also like tell like sun sets a little bit yeah. early. I hate this time of year. But anyway, man, we got to show you. I hate let's, cold weather. Let's, let's get into it, man. All right. We got a very controversial topic yes, coming yes, at y'all yes. right now. We are going to talk about the current situation with Ice Cube and the Platinum Plan. Mm. But first, we got a little something we like to call Town Hall Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? So, shout out to the Brothers Foundation Mm -hmm. on Saturday, November 14th. We will be doing our first annual electronic school drive. Mm -hmm. We're going to be giving out all of the electronic needs that your kid between 7 and 14 needs. So, that's on November 14th, Saturday, Crestwood, Illinois, at 5 Below. 10 to 12 o'clock be there also the usual suspects so give a shout out to WIAN radio in Nashville Tennessee shout out to everywhere you can catch the brothers that would be Spotify iTunes iHeart I him and everybody that makes this possible because we ain't nothing but a Google away mm-hmm. like literally go Google us mm-hmm. what you got for me? as always shout out my brother my brother my brother our official MC will always have him holding down. And his shows, his podcast, The Daydreams to Reality, his brand, his podcast, also by the same name. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out the Project X on Wodair TV. That's their group podcast. Shout out to the homegirl, I'm trying, Jennifer Williams. And our podcast, Beauty and the Brain, a new episode just dropped earlier this week. We should have checked that out. Go check that out. Because he got pretty, got pretty loud and pretty vulgar. All right. And as always, shout out to you, the viewers, for tuning in each and every week, even on live, on replay, whatever what. You hit the streams up. We still appreciate y'all's support. We love y'all. Keep it coming. All right. All right. All right. So... Now, let us get to the nitty-gritty of this situation. Today, we are talking about the situation that with Ice Cube. As a people that I've heard, Ice Cube has been getting really political on us lately. And he announced that he was a part reason who contracted, spent two years contracting the Platinum Plan. That was announced that Donald Trump actually proposed, I think, what, two weeks ago? A little bit, about two or three weeks ago. And so... People are kind of in an uproar because people do like, why would Ice Cube want to work or try to make some type of agreement or arrangement with Donald Trump, knowing what kind of person Donald Trump really is? I think before we get into it, we got to understand who Ice Cube is. Uh, the first thing you said was he's taking a big political stance, but you got to realize this is one of the most conscientious and political rappers of our time, even in the 80s going into the 90s. Niggas with attitude kind of revolutionized not just gangster rap, but political gangster rap. You know? So he's had a stance, whether it be the nation of Islam, whether it be policy, or whether just saying John Carter is a whole ass nigga. Now was the president if y'all don't know about it. So you, you gotta expect some of you know the, the the vibe from somebody like Ice Cube. So 
when people say when we understand the vibe why it's Cuban, so people have been kind of wondering why is it that all of a sudden this Ice Cube that we've known for years wants to do business with Donald Trump, the mm. president of the United States, and everything and all the shit that he's put us through. But let's not also remember. It's not also, excuse me, not, it's not also forget. He also proposed the same plan to the Democrats, i.e. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And they kind of pushed that plan to the back burner and said, we'll talk about it. We'll get back to you once the election was over with. Right. So I guess maybe some people feel like that wasn't enough for him. So he decided to move to Trump and see what's going on with them. And people are saying that maybe they're kind of steamrolling, getting the ball rolling faster on the Republican side rather than the Democratic side. Well, the first thing you got to realize about this whole game, instead of thinking about Ice Cube, instead of thinking about Trump, mm-hmm. let's just think about what it is to elect an official. Now, it's only one agenda and one primary reason to elect anyone. They're going to do something for people of your same ethnicity or people of your same community. So if we look at it just like that, let's just go back seven years. Uh, the last president that said anything about black or anything about African-Americans getting more than what the common American is going to do was John F. Kennedy. And you've seen what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily believe that this is an ice cube thing. I definitely don't believe this is a Trump thing. Mm-hmm. But when you just take common sense in an objective mind frame and just think to yourself, who is giving me the best deal? who is willing to listen to what I have to say. And it just so happened is one of the most notorious gangsters, AKA the president of the United States, mm-hmm. Donald Trump. But it's not because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. It's just so happened that he's the only person that is listening to somebody and that somebody happens to be Ice Cube. So let's, let's not make this a emotional stance because it's Donald Trump. Well, we try not to make emotional sense, but you know black people are emotional oh, and reactionary. Oh, you bet your ass they And that's basically what we built our entire legacy when it comes to these bet your elections. Sweet ass. Is that we are very emotional. We are very reactionary. We kind of think with our feelings instead of our actual logic sometimes. Yes, that's true. So we kind of don't understand what we do. All we know is this guy we don't like and this guy we thought we liked Stand there trying to do business with each other, and we don't like that. So let's break down this uh, platinum package. Well, Seems like the uh, deluxe hotel suite in Vegas. Well, apparently, from what we've gathered, it is a five hundred billion dollar plan mm. that is going on over the course of what 10, 15 years, I believe, approximately. Okay, so basically, it's supposed to bring an influx of new jobs within the African American community. That's okay. what they're labeling as. Right. It's also supposed to bring up a certain level of entrepreneurship grants and bonuses in order to jumpstart the economy in black communities. It's also supposed to affect housing. Okay. It's also supposed to affect, also put in place that making lynching a federal law, federal crime. Right. Um, I believe it's also saying something about ch- the welfare services and us no longer being recipients of that. Yeah. Or not being sustained by welfare. That we have enough money going into the economy to make sure that we don't have to be on welfare. Well, see, that's a, a primary Republican platform right there. Because Republicans are not for welfare. Right. I'm not saying they're not for helping people. But Republicans are actually for 
taking and boosting jobs and taking away revenue that the taxpayers is already paying, which was sometimes could be welfare. Right. Except for emergency reasons. So. Right. So basically, in the way is there want it's a plan for what we've got that is supposed to be making black people self-sufficient. Mm. That they don't have to worry about a government too much to take care of their business. Oh yeah. Now the reason why people are having a problem with this is that, as we said emotionally, you're presenting it to somebody like Donald Trump, which we've had this reputation of being a bigot, a yeah. racist, somebody that's really not for anybody who is not of his complexion. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, why are you even wanting to do business with him? And why are you presenting this contract now, two weeks before an election? Well, see, I believe that, you know, before you even get on this Ice Cube platinum package, I just don't understand when they call Donald Trump a racist or a bigot. Um, I don't understand why African-Americans don't get the fact that he hasn't done particularly too much directly towards you. And I'm not talking about when he was getting sued for the hotels as far as the discrimination on the jobs, because that actually was settled out of court and found out that that's not really what happened. Seemed like people only tell half the story. Now, got to make a disclaimer. I am not a supporter of Donald Trump, nor am I a supporter of Joe Biden. You don't ever just say we. Because I mean, because I, I don't know, you personally could, you personally could not. Nah, I don't fuck, like, I don't like if you supported Donald Trump, I wouldn't be mad at you. I wouldn't be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But everybody, <laughs> there's a lot of people on social media to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that use emotionality over logic. So mm-hmm. you know, you have to make that disclaimer. But what I'm saying, objectively speaking, I have no understanding why black people call him bigoted and racist when the only thing I've been seeing. It's him doing more for the African-American community than he has done even for Caucasians on the other side. Can you give us some examples of that real quick? First time, first month in, uh, into the White House, that influx of over $100 million to the HBCUs directly affected African-Americans going there, receiving scholarships, uh, limiting loan programs, and actually being able to get into an environment where they can actually graduate instead of going to a predominantly white institution and then flunking out. So that's one thing right there. And some people might say, wait a minute, that ain't shit. But let me ask you a question. We just had a African-American, quote unquote, because he was from Kenya and he was kind of had some communistic backgrounds. We ain't going to get into that. But for all intents and purposes, we had a black man as president. And I don't remember not one single act that he did for the African-American community that was not a trickle-down effect, meaning that he might have made a statute or a bill for poverty-stricken people or minorities, and the African-Americans got a little bit of it. Donald Trump, for the past 70 years, is the only person that actually said black community, African-Americans, which we're not, but for this, we are. So why can't we see this? Why can't you see the trees from the forest on this? Well, you did mention the negative, the the heritage, the heritage bill that Obama passed before he left office. You and what was that? That was supposed to be able to identify who your ethnic, your nationality or your ethnicity was. Oh, so you said heritage, which I you're mean, talking what is about. It, what is the? But see, that, that right there, although it could benefit African Americans, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it was the rights of indigenous people. That's what I meant. To the say. rights of indigenous people. That was for anybody on American soil that had heritage as an original person from America before slavery. Now, the thing about that, he encoded it so much 
that most quote-unquote black or African-American people didn't even know what the hell he was saying. It took somebody that understood their background, understood their ancestry to pick up on that. But I'm literally talking about a president has said, hey, black people, I got something for you. I'm going to give you $500 billion, put it into your community. You build up that Salvation Army. You get some funding for these kids. You put them in a building, let them play around, something like that, community mm-hmm. center. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody that actually said something that was tangible. Right. Instead of somebody going around almost seeming like they can't tell you that I'm going to do something for black people or I might get prosecuted or killed. Because like I said, past 70 years, the last president that did it was John F. Kennedy. And we, yeah, we kind of seen what right. happened to that. Well, it's more than 70 yeah. years. 70 years. 70. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's before we even get on the, the, the subject of this platinum package and ice cube. But, but let's dive into this ice cube. Go ahead. So, do you have any comments about Ice Cube or anything? Personally, I made a post on social media, on Facebook. I don't want to say social media. I mean, everybody knows Facebook. Um, I made a comment about him and said, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Or you should have known better. Okay. Which I think I say you should have known better. What I mean is, you knew that when you presented this plan, knowing how we are, knowing how reactionary you are, you knew you were going to get backlash for it. I don't think it's necessarily... I understand the intent. I understand what you were trying to do. But again, we knew that in a world of social media, in a world of so much conflicted emotions and energy towards Donald Trump, you knew that even trying to do some type of plan or business with him is going to garner a negative reaction so the only thing I would say for Ice Cube at this point is that if you can, if you feel confident in this plan you're going to have to just burn, bread the fire you know you're going to have to just deal with it you're going to have to stand tall stand firm on your ground and just move forward on this because you may de- actually you definitely are going to get dragged on social media about this Okay. but in the end of the day is about what can be done to benefit the black community. Now, it depends on who's going to actually do it. We got about two weeks to figure out which regime is going to be the one to implement this plan and if they're going to be serious enough about it. So, yeah, in a way, you could say Heist Cube is kind of playing with house money. Not necessarily. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, this was his plan, so he's just got to go for it. He's got to do what he has to do. Right. Now, the problem I think what we people are saying is, is that a lot of people are saying is because he presented it to Trump is that he keeps support, that he supports Trump, which we said before is that he did not say he was supporting Trump. He's actually been very much against Donald Trump for a majority of the time he's been president. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, well, why all of a sudden now that he decided to present this contract two weeks? First of all, the contract was put to place over the course of two years. Right. Two years. So he had time to kind of put this thing together. Now, is it timing? Are you crying about if it was bad timing two weeks before an election that he decided to present this plan and see which one of these, which one of these political parties is going to bite? My thing is, who the fuck cares about timing? Timing ain't never been timing ain't never been right for anything. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is that it got put on the table for somebody to say, "Hey, check this out." This might benefit you. And let's let's clarify something real quick. Because, like you said, social media 
in the court of public opinion mm-hmm. is going to say that Ice Cube did something wrong by presenting it to Trump. Right. But that's kind of a little bit inaccurate because he didn't necessarily present it to Trump. What he did was he took a package, he took a plan, a five-point plan, and he presented it to the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And the Democratic Party told him that, okay, we looked at it, but we are going to get back at you about it after election. I said something about that real quick. Go ahead. Don't it feel like when they, when people say that, don't remind you that when somebody come up to you, be like, hey, man, you want to check out my new 16? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, I will. I'll get back to you on that, and then we'll rap about that. And they come back to you about again. Yeah, you know what? Um... You know what? I had a moment. I ain't got the time right now, but I'm going to get back to you. Bullshit you over and over and over and over when they know they're not going to do nothing about it. Exactly. So that wasn't necessarily Joe Biden, but it was the Democratic Party that was on the bull. So then he went to the next party, which would be the Republican Party. Yes. And he asked them the same specific thing. And it just so happened that the Republican Party said we're going to take time before the election to look at it and maybe change some things in our script in order to accommodate what you're talking about, which was the CWBA, Contracts with Black America. So, like I said at the beginning, the main emphasis about politics and when you're voting for someone is you deliver what you want, your demands. If that person looks and says, I will do it, then that's what you're supposed to support. I don't give a damn if it was an alien, a space monger, if it was the Anunnaki. If you presented your plan to a 17-foot alien and he said, I'm going to do it, and he had the ability to carry through, Mm -hmm. then that's the person that you're going to go with. Because the only thing this political game is about is checks and balances and promises and broken promises. Now... The Democratic Party is not even looking your way. They are not even entertaining the fact that he had a plan. Right. So although you might be so against Trump and the Republican Party, what you fail to realize is the Democratic Party is poo-pooing you to the side. And they're basically ignoring the only freaking plan that would have helped African Americans. How can you not stop and say, wait a minute, let me think twice about this whole Democratic Joe Biden thing. On an objective standpoint, I'm not even saying that you're a Democrat, but most people are going to go into voting polls and because they don't like this person, they're going to vote for that person. So because I emotionally don't like you, I'm going to go and get my ass whooped by voting for a Democratic Party that is not going to do anything for people of your hue. It doesn't make sense logically. But uh, on the flip side, because there's two sides to each coin. And I think this is what the consensus of what social media is crying about right now is that the ideology of Trump and his character, his right. demeanor, his background, it's kind of people are wondering, and I think Ply tweeted about this, is and he said it basically quote, if you think a racist motherfucker is gonna give five hundred billion dollars to black people, you're about as dumb as the person who told you that. Right. And, and that's basically the consensus of the people who are out there. They believe, why would a racist or a bigot like Donald Trump... You talking about the dude that made Sweet Pussy uh, Sundays? Yeah. That guy. Sweet Pussy, yeah. Or was it Sweet Pussy Friday? So Whatever whenever you can get Sweet it was, Pussy. It was, it was an S word. It, it was Saturday or Sunday. Sweet Pussy Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, Plies. Sweet Pussy... You made Sweet Pussy Saturday. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. You, you, you got it. Yeah. But the point is, is that... <laughs> When it comes down to it, it's like, if you know Trump is this type of individual, what would make you think 
that he would actually present, actually go through with this or move forward with this plan. Because like I said, bear in mind, we are currently two weeks away from election process. And even if he did agree to this or co-sign on this, and say he's going to co-sign on this, we are in a position where this could be considered shameless pandering because now we're trying to pander for votes. Now we're trying to get lobby for more people to vote on your side. And it's really an ironic time. But at the same time, as you said before, what exactly have the Democrats done to help us out in any way? Tell me. What have the Democrats done at this point that has helped benefit black people? Tell me. I I can't tell you because I kind of don't know. And it's been a long, long, long process of trying to figure that out. The Democrats, for the most part, in the old regime of Obama, did the Rights of Indigenous People Act. And that was something that fell on deaf ears because most African Americans don't know that they have Aboriginal ancestry. So that basically didn't help us because nobody was basically aware of that. Uh, For the most part, they have revved up prison enactment and revved down prison reform. And I'm speaking of the Democratic Party. And they made the Patriot Act keep on going. So for the most part, we got more prison, uh, more supervision, and uh, the communities are still the same. Now, I'm not saying that the Republicans have done anything for us because the Republicans' main frame is to take away and you be self-sufficient. But I will say, because I do deal with HBCUs with my foundation, there's an influx of money that has went into the HBCUs, uh, particularly Lincoln University in Missouri, Grambling, Grambling State, uh, Southern University, and Florida A&M. I've seen them directly benefit from this Republican Donald Trump regime. Now, a lot of people may say, well, even though you say that and it makes logical sense and I can look it up on Google, I still don't like him. You know why? Because he's racist. But also that the Republicans are trying to get you off welfare and some people aren't prepared to get off welfare and they feel like losing welfare will put you out on the street. Right. So and they kind of just kind of making the gap between the rich and the poor a little bit wider. Right. Which is basically what all those Republicans ever do. Right. But, but my bad. But. No, no, you got it. No. So at this point, it's kind of like, again, we're back to that lesser of two evils argument. Kind of pick your poison. Now, the only thing like, what that are you gonna the, do here? the Republican Party has done was come very hard on immigration, especially immigration at the southern border, mm-hmm. particularly Mexico. But I think we talked about this before. Black people. Okay, I'm going to talk to you. This, this, this your homeboy. I'm not your homeboy, actually. I'm, a, I'm, I'm more of a father figure at this point. I'm getting older. Damn. I'm, not, I'm not your homeboy no more. Listen to somebody that got experience with this. You do not want a entire race coming inside of your workforce and taking your jobs because they are going to work for less money than you. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that go to you? Let's say that dude that works at Ford Company. Or let's say that dude that's a teamster or somebody that has a labor-based job and is making $35, $40 an hour, working good, feeding his family. All of a sudden, the immigration happens and someone that comes from south of the border that doesn't have to pay the same taxes as you do because one thing you don't know about immigrants, when they come in, 
they do not pay the same taxes as you. They do not have to go through the social security situations as, as you, which <coughs> means more money is taken away from you and given to them. Mm-hmm. So they take your job, put pennies on the dollar because you were making 38, but they can come in at 15 to 20. You are out and it dissolves your workforce as black people. Now, if this is true and this is completely accurate, why would you support a bill that pushes immigration more? Because you can see it on the micro level of when you're in a black neighborhood on a Friday and a Saturday, everybody that's landscaping, everybody that's mowing a yard in a black community is Mexican. And trust me, these are not just people that have been here for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. These are people that came from Mexico recently, getting the money from us, then bringing it back to Mexico to support their families in another country. So... You have to start thinking the things logically. If you're going to have anybody that's going to support pumping money into the black community and it not getting dissolved by doing a trickle down effect, because that's how usually Democrats or Republicans or any goddamn elected official does. They want to trickle the money from the rich and hopefully the poor get a little sprinkle. They're not saying that. They are literally saying we're going to get black people this money. And you deal with this thing with Ice Cube, which... I don't know if y'all read this bill. If anybody read CWBA, there, there's a lot of poignant points that this platinum package is coinciding with. One of the ones that has to do is dealing with reparations. Did you know that? Did you know that the platinum package in the CWBA contracts with Black America is both dealing with reparations? Did you know that? Did you know that there are actually... Uh, Going and looking at this banking schemes, these banking frauds, subprime mortgages that they give black people. And if you don't know what a subprime mortgage is, when your ass got that 9.4% interest on your mortgage because you had a poor credit score and now you got kicked out of your house because it fluctuated, it inflated, and it went from 2000 to 3700 Mm-hmm. That's a subprime mortgage. That affects you because black people was affected by that more than anybody. And that came straight from Congress. That came straight from the elect. Which one? Uh, legislative branch. So they are talking about bringing all that shit down. Isn't it amazing how many bankers technically should have been in jail because of shit like this? The whole goddamn stock market snatched that shit again. And oh, who bailed it out? Who bailed all of the bankers out that created the problem dealing with these uh, subprime mortgages mm-hmm. that the black community couldn't pay for when the interest went up, which caused all these abandoned ass homes in places like West Pullman, Chicago, Roseland, Chicago, K-Town, all the places that black people frequent. What regime caused this? This is just our community. This is our city. These are our. Yeah, this is just Chicago we're talking about. Right. Who caused this? What regime caused this? It was specifically the Democratic Party. Going from Bill Clinton stopping and then going to Obama because he actually was for the subprime because they were doing a couple of schemes with Hillary Clinton in Haiti. And if you know about Hillary Clinton in Haiti and you know about the property and the real estate that they was doing and acquiring because of the bills that got passed, you would know that this Democrat thing ain't what you think it is. So you need to have an open mind about Republicans, Ice Cube, not teaming up, but them hearing what he says, because a lot of the shit that you want is coinciding with what Ice Cube 
and what Donald Trump is doing. But you don't see that because you got all this emotion in your eyes. And you know where that comes from? I believe, and this is a point that was brought up to me very earlier today, and I agree with this. I think we have a lot of history of blind affiliations. I think it's because a lot of people who have been rooted and raised in the ideology that you have to be supportive of one legislative branch or, excuse me, one political party, whether you be Democrat or Republican, you kind of were raised. Even if your policies are wrong, it's because, well, I was a Democrat my whole life. I might as well continue to vote Democrat. Or I was a Republican my whole life, and I'm going to report Republican. I'm going to vote Republican. Right. It's because that blind affiliation that has continued to exist throughout the years. I actually have a coworker, a driver at my job, that once told me that you know what you should do, you should vote for Trump. And I said, why should I vote for Trump? And he said, because if you vote Democratic, you're going to have more George Floyd moments. Definitely. And. It took me a minute to process that. And the first thing I was is that is somewhat of a valid point. However, you're white. Who the fuck are you to tell me that <laughs> shit, motherfucker? Get the fuck out of my face. That's hey, my first thought. Hey, hey, I got this saying, man. It's not my saying. It's real. There's no perfect messenger. Only perfect messages. So sometimes the right message can come in the wrong form. Yeah, and that was definitely the wrong form. That was the wrong goddamn But that was the wrong form like a motherfucker. And I almost wanted to snap on him at that moment. Yeah, yeah. But that is something that you kind of have to open your eyes a little bit and just kind of realize that. And this is not some woke talk. This is actually where you see it yourself. You see what's happening out there right now. Like saying, oh, well, George Floyd happened on the Trump's regime. Trump's watch. Okay, and what happened with Ferguson? Wasn't that on Obama's watch? Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you three points mm-hmm. of the CWBA, which is Ice Cube's plan, and the platinum package that actually come together. And it's something that's going to affect African Americans. Number one, police reform. Both of these things are stating police reform for the African American community. Number two, judicial reform. And then for all those who don't know, it's when you go into the court of law and you get tried as if you committed 17 murders when you're in there for a suspended license or you're in there as a first time offender, but you get the book thrown at you, which, I'm sorry. which tends to happen more in the African-American community. And I'm not even going to say minority community because let's be real. That's just a buzzword when you say minority. So in the black community and the next one, prison reform. 33% of the prisons are filled with African Americans and actually it is increasing by the year. So both of these platinum packages and the CWBA are saying that we are going to tackle this issue straight on. What the hell is your problem if you're not for this? What are you for then? It's also because you don't understand it's this judicial system has been geared to the people who created the system. And in case you haven't recalled, this system, that judicial system that exists today, wasn't created by us or people that look like us or people even closely looking like us. First of all, we're going to talk about this whole system thing. The Democratic Party was actually started by the Ku Klux Klan. When you had people that was going into the Republic of America, because now it's a corporation, but when it was a republic, meaning for the people, it was actually ran 
by both races, meaning white and black, because there was a lot of congressmen that were African-American in Texas, in Massachusetts, New York, South Carolina, North Carolina. But the Democratic Party was actually started in order to terrorize these African-Americans so that they did not vote a Republican agenda, which was for black people at the time, and they voted a Democratic agenda, which was for white superiority. And I mean that because it was funded by the Ku Klux Klan at that time. So I don't even know how black people's amnesia has started to the point where they don't remember that the Democratic Party was trying to hang niggas literally. <laughs> they were literally hanging niggas. Trying. They're still doing it. I didn't say A-N-A. I didn't say N-I-G-A. I said N-I-G-G-E-R. They were hanging niggers. This is how the Democratic Party started. They were a lynch mob. Okay? So you have to understand that the Republican Party is actually has the roots for African Americans because it was started by African Americans coinciding with the Europeans coming in. The Democratic Party was started for the fascists of Ku Klux Klan members and people that wanted to keep white superiority. And there's not too much of a difference from then and now. But well, where did the shift come where all of a sudden that African Americans started voting more Democratic and now white superiority meant you're a Republican? Like, where did that shift come from? It started in the 1920s and the 1930s. It started when um, Lyndon B. Johnson got into office and they had a with propaganda agenda. Mm-hmm. And basically, that's how a lot of things start. See, I say this thing where I say we're not better than the human brain because where there's repetition, you can change habits. When they started to say in 1968, dealing with the Civil Rights Act, that African-Americans need to become more Americanized because they just had passed this movement that was going to let African-Americans come to the North and get housing in 1968. They went on a long, long journey of marketing, advertising, saying that African-Americans need to become like Americans. And the shift to Democrat went from that Ku Klux Klan into being a more cleaned up, polished version of what we see today. Right. Like we really include black people in the Democratic Party. So as this began and as the Democratic Party got their act together, the black people forgot that we are the republic. Republicans and decided to switch over in the 1960s. But it has been hell ever since. One of the people that was for this, and you're going to not like me for this, was Dr. Martin Luther King. So you had some of our premier black leaders telling us that the people that we're voting for and that we need to follow are on the Democratic side. Mm -hmm. And it caused just a trickle down and a avalanche of us always feeling that the Democrats got our back when they actually don't and they ain't had it for the past 120 years. But in our, but in Martin Luther King's face, at least he figured it out toward the back end of his life, unfortunately. It took him a minute, but he did kind of realize the game that he was getting played in, and he started to shift towards more of a radical side, like similar to Malcolm X. I'll say this, and I ain't going to make it long. I'm, I'm going to say something that most people ain't going to agree with me with, but you can't disagree with facts. I believe that Dr. Martin Luther King knew what he was doing. I believe that Dr. Martin Luther King was following a specific agenda, but when the fire got too hot, he wanted out because he realized that this wasn't just about doing damage and getting my name out there. I was literally about to kill an entire race of people because like you said, I was leading my people into a burning house and locking the door. 
that that that's not only a metaphor that was really what the hell he did because integration killed the black economic society yeah. you integrated with colleges the the premier black athletes went to all of the white pwis the dude that was better than everybody that could have went to Grambling state now wanted to go to university of kentucky the track star like jesse owens that could have went to florida a&m and took over now he went to ohio state so a lot of the stuff that Martin Luther King stood for, which was integration and everybody love each other, basically put a hole in the boat of the African-American. And we've been paying for it ever since. So I understand his genius, but he also knows that he did a lot of shit that he was hired to do. But we don't want to talk about that part because we like to wash and clean up history and make it how we fit it. So let's jump back into... It's contract. Contract time. Contract time. What exactly do we need more out of this contract other than what we've already seen in it? That contract is actually very, very in-depth. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just going to name a couple of things it covers. Uh, Number one, it covers reparations. Uh, Number two, actually, that's, yeah, that's number two. Banking systems. It covers baby bonds. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't know about. This system or this plan is going to give an allotment of money for kids that are born. So when you are first born, you get a thousand dollar bond, which is going to gain interest as you get older. Okay, that's something that a lot of people need. Number four that it opens the door for is reparations. And how long have black people been screaming about reparations? Since our old lives. Number six, it opens the door for these mortgages so that black people in the African-American community can afford to have mortgages now and not be on a subprime loan for these interests to go out the goddamn roof. Okay. so now we get into the reforms, prison reform, judicial reform, police reform. These are all things that the black people are affected with every single goddamn day. And I've only probably stated maybe eight out of the 25 points that it has on the CWB. But you really need to look at it in the CWBA because this is going to affect us in a way that could change the lives of your children's children. But you have to get over the fact that the Republican plan, which is the platinum plan of Trump, is coinciding with something that we call the legend in Ice Cube's plan. So get over looking at the forest. Look at the trees first. When you see the trees, you see that these two individuals are lining up with what black people always wanted, which was equity and not equality. And basically getting into the door where we can get some real shit accomplished. They ain't saying nothing on the Democratic side. Matter of fact, they said, hey, man, we ain't going to look at that shit until the election over, bro. You got a problem? You got you said something? Which also brings me back to... I thought a black nigga said something. Say, what? That's what they're doing. Which also brings me back to, the, I guess, our, our biggest question out of all of this. If you literally had to make a, a gut decision right now, we know this contract is a good deal for us. It's basically it's going to help the black community tremendously. If you had to take the biggest guess or take the biggest choice of your life, who do you think is more likely going to green like this? The Democrats or the Republicans? The Republicans. Why is that? Because the Democrats are not going to green light anything that's race specific. 
And the reason why I say that, because that is shown mm. through years and years of Democratic administration. The Democrats believe in intersectionality. And for all those that don't know what that means, instead of dealing with black or Mexican or a race, you deal with gay, LGBTQ. You deal with things that don't affect an ethnicity, but the subcategory, which is dealing with this LGBTQ thing. And that's all the Democrats has basically pumped money into. Because in the Obama administration, I'm going to swing it to you, mm-hmm. they pumped billions of dollars into the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. which is going into P, which is standing for pedophilia. So I really believe that Trump, he supported the HBCUs, which directly affected African Americans. So it's not me believing, the proof is in the pudding. So the question I would have to ask is that, what is exactly wrong with intersectionality? Don't you, do you not feel that the LGBT, and this is a general question, not exactly in my opinion, but do you not feel that the LGBT don't deserve anything like this? I believe that when I'm walking down the street, before you can tell if I'm gay, lesbian, homosexual, bisexual, or anything dealing with my sexuality, you see the color of my skin. Mm. So let's put things in the proper priority. The proper priority is dealing with the prejudice of what you first see. And that is just what it is, which is a race. You see that I'm a black man. Okay, so let's deal with that first because that is the bigger issue and it's been the issue for the past 490 years. Mm -hmm. So intersectionality does something what we call a red herring argument. And that's basically making a statement that throws you off of what we're really talking about. Like if you get in an argument with your girl and she's saying, well, you don't really listen to me. And you say, why do I have to listen when I got to go to work tomorrow? She'd be like, wait a minute, I'm not talking about you going to work. Right. And then you walk out the door. It's kind of like a deflection. Exactly. It's a mm-hmm. deflection. That's what the intersectionality, a.k.a. the LGBT type of uh, movements, do for us. Mm-hmm. So I hope that ain't nothing bogus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what intersectionality does. Mm-hmm. And that is supported by the Democratic Party. It's been supported since the Obama administration. Trump, honestly, is the only person that did race first. Because I haven't seen any president or any Congress and any judicial system, any type of legislative system, any type of executive system that said black people. And he's done it with the platinum package and he's done it with the HBC initiative. So what do I have to see more to say, objectively speaking, without supporting anybody, that I'm going to go with the guy that say uh, I'm going to do something for black people. Instead of going with the guy to say that I ain't doing shit for nobody until I get elected. Because again, I think that's the argument is, is that are we expected to trust him and to believe him? Because depending on his character. Oh, don't believe nobody. Right. You don't believe nobody. And that's where I stand at this, basically. At this point, I can't honestly say that I would trust either one of them to do this package. Because the reason why I say it is because, again... This is $500 billion. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to put into this plan to help up the black community. Now, I always look at it in a government system that has been bred so much that has built a lot of its riches off the struggles of what we've gone through. To give us our independence wouldn't exactly be good for the system itself. Now, would it? 
For the system? No, yeah, it would not exactly. be good for the system. Exactly. So, because of that, you kind of got to look at this with a side eye because, you know, any level of independence for us means that side over there that spent so many years and so many lifetimes making money off us don't get to make money no more. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, it sounds good, but, we you know, we kind of don't have the resources, the funding. We don't know where it's going to come from, so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. You know how that game goes. So the reason why I said that even no matter what regime it's going to be, we're always going to hear that excuse. At this point, it almost seems like you have to kind of be lied to in a way like at least in my eyes you gotta sit there and look like somebody at least said they were gonna do it well, well, she, well she said she loved me I don't right. think she loved me I don't think she loved me but at least but, she said it but this girl that I'm dealing with over here she won't even let me get into her car so exactly I think I'm gonna and that's literally the game we're playing right now I don't know if it's true or not I don't know if she loved me and I believe she said it with the Democrats <laughs> and the Republicans it's like the Democrats are saying mm, table that later mm-hmm. the Republicans are like Okay, we can look into that, even though we don't kind of know where the money's going to come from, but we can still look into that. We can humor the idea. And, and it's kind of fucked up, but at least somebody said, okay. And that's pretty much what we've been asking for, an okay. And it's fucked up because with two weeks away, this okay may be enough to buy enough votes to swing an election, which is literally looking like what's happening right now. So the question I would ask anybody right now, does this plan and the person, whoever co-signs, whoever side co-signs, Democrat, Republican, which means you're either going to vote for Trump or you're going to vote for Biden. Does this, if, if there's a green light put on this contract, does that swing your vote? Does that sway your vote? To one side to the next. If you are undecided, or if you were a Democratic supporter, or you were a Republican supporter, does whoever support this contract as a black person swing your vote from one way to the next? That is the question you're gonna have to ask yourself in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Because when you walk into the poll, or you mail in your ballot, or whatever the case may be, whatever way you decide to vote, you have to understand. Who am I going to benefit from this plan? When more likely you are, if you're a black person, you're going to benefit from this. Naturally. But (laughs) who the hell is going to help me benefit from this? Biden or Trump? And that's a really fucked up decision to want to have to make because you may not necessarily trust neither one of them. Uh, objectively speaking, do you know how many niggas has Joe Biden and Kamala Harris together as like that? Like, yeah. specifically, like, black yeah, people. a lot of people, a lot of Democratic supporters don't like to bring up the fact that Biden are wait, wait a minute, I ain't even, the three strike rule. I, I'm not even talking about gangbangers. I'm talking about mothers. I'm talking about yeah. mothers that's trying to get their kids into a better school district. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris was locking up poor black mothers. Like it was going out of style. But we were supposed to say, but she's the DA, what were you expecting her to do? Listen, you know, you don't have to be the, you know, expert in policy. You ain't got to be a political scientist to understand that if you're dealing with some people that's been locking up people that look like you for a long ass time, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with some people that don't and haven't locked up anybody, I'm going to go with the person that hasn't. Because at the end of the day, I'm not saying that Trump is a good one. I'm not saying that Biden is a bad one. But honestly, I am saying Biden is a bad one. But sometimes you have to go with the lesser of two evils. 
And this evil is actually giving you a handout. This evil is smacking the shit out your hand. So let's just make a cognitive, rational, logical, pragmatic decision about this whole process. Take your emotions and your prejudice because now, like I said, it's a thing called confirmation bias mm-hmm. that y'all are using because you don't like a person. You know how when you don't like somebody, you start to almost subconsciously make up shit about them? Like, yeah, man, then I saw a dude over there. And, and then you, you know the dude slapped the, uh, the dude that was at the gas station? Mm-hmm. No, nah, he, never, he never slapped nobody. He just looked like he would, though. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what this sounds like? <laughs> A lot of people are probably gonna go back and look at this. It's like it sounds like this is a movie where we're like kind of like endorsing Trump. We're not endorsing anybody. That's what comes out. Like, you know what that's the perception's gonna happen. The yeah, court of public yeah. opinion is going to think that. But this is what it is. We are telling you to look at this logically. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stop and look at it logically, and you feel that we're just endorsing someone, mm-hmm. then you are thinking in mono instead of thinking in 3D stereo. Okay? It's not about endorsing anyone because at the end of the day, politicians' policy and dealing with politics is nothing but a play. And they are the actors and we are the audience. Because people need to understand this is a critical thinking podcast and this is what we do. We critically thinking. Yeah, do we get emotions sometimes get involved? Yes, but we still go back to the critical thinking part. That's been our bread and butter about this podcast since the day we started. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be said and a lot of things that are going to be thoughts that are going to be expressed and a lot of information is going to be shared that may not be nice or gentle or might woo your emotions enough to say I don't like that or I do like that that's not what we're here for we're here to make you informed I don't give a shit about your feelings now what I do give a shit about is your well-being damn that's your girl no but it's serious I don't give a shit about your opinions Mm -hmm. I don't care about your round away right now opinion or emotion because emotions and opinions change But what I do care about is you understanding both sides of the issue so you can make a reasonable and logical, what you call it? Informed decision. It's what? An informed decision. A what? Informed decision. Keyword, informed. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you don't want to go about this making decisions off emotion. You can put it to your life. The last time you made a decision off of emotion dealing with a relationship in your life, you probably got a kid that you are having an ouch with the parent about or you got into a bad relationship. So please don't make bad decisions off of emotionality when you have two dudes right here that's trying to get you to look at this in a logical way. Like we said before, you are allowed to decide to be on the side that you want to if it serves your best interest. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. You must vote. If you're going to vote, vote for your best interest. Or how about this? When the time is to go to the polls, make the decision that is best for you. Either you vote for this guy or you vote for that guy or vote for the other three or four people that might be on that ballot because, you know, nobody really cares about them. Or just decide not to. I will say this, and it's kind of going off of what you just said. 
you don't have to vote at all because what you have to understand your vote is something we call leverage mm-hmm. if a mass of people decided that okay because I don't like what you're saying I'm not going to vote for you mm-hmm. that gives those people leverage because the politician needs your vote especially if that one person becomes one million mm-hmm. so you have the right and you have the strategy honestly to hold your vote for something that affects you personally right. or something that you believe in personally. So you don't have to go to the polls because Diddy said vote or die about 15 years ago or because your grandmother that's 85 and doesn't understand the nuances of how policies and political strategies actually work tells you to. Or BET tried to enroll everybody to vote when they were in black HBCUs. Black Girls Rock. Yeah. You don't have to just do it because people are telling you. When you make an informed decision, gather up all the information, look at it, understand if it's going to help you or hurt you, and then you make your decision. And trust me, holding out on your vote is a good decision if you feel like this is not for you. Right. They do it all the time. All the time. More time. You see what happened in the last election? A lot of people held out their votes because there was a candidate, neither candidate was the person that they supported. Right. And we might be looking at the same decision again. So in a way, you kind of got to barter some votes. Both sides are realizing they got to barter some votes. It's just about who's going to do it quick enough. It's kind of like you're in the knockout round. It's kind of like the final round of a boxing match. Somebody's got to go for the knockout and somebody getting knocked out. What do you need to do to make that happen? Yes, yes, yes. So, hey. We are done. We out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Brothers Podcast. We will, before we do that, sigh. (laughs) I would like to tell you that you don't have to just look at this on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, iHeart. You can go to Spotify. You can go to all the major podcast engines Mm -hmm. to look at the Brothers Podcast. What's one? Listen. What's that? More like listen. Listen? Yeah. Okay. Did you have to say that? I was on the saying. All right, man. Hey, be, be, be cool, man. All right. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. All right. People, man. check out the Brothers Podcast on different podcast engines. Like I say all the time, we ain't nothing but a Google away. Mm-hmm. We literally are nothing but a Google away. Go Google the Brothers. We'll pop up. You can listen to us. Watch us on YouTube. Watch a lot of our back catalog on YouTube at the Brothers so, like, share, and subscribe to the brothers on YouTube. We don't shout out to YouTube enough. Oh. So, do that. Support the brothers. And if you've been looking at this, I need you to stop looking, look at your phone, like, smash that like button, and share, share, share. Okay? But keep in mind, if you do smash that like button and it actually breaks your device, we're not responsible for that. We encourage you to do that, but we're not responsible for that. Sorry, we don't, we're not going to. That was corny as hell, bro. I'm just being honest. That was the corniest. But I'm being we honest. Was, we was on a... But is it true, though? You right. There you go. All right. Hey, That's if you don't matters. smash the button, then your fucking phone won't break. That's all that matters. All right. Uh, signing off. Uh, hopefully, we'll you know get cooler in, in the next episode. I don't give a... <laughs> I am me. I don't give a damn. Dante Chase Bridges. Steven City P. Watson. And like I always say, this ain't peace. This is peace. Peace. But I will chuck the deuces up anyway. That's on y'all. Bye.